This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness uh, Preview. We're back to Milton uh, this week and Rob Orba joins me thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. Hello Rob. Yeah, hi Dan, hi everyone. Looking forward to the 10 race card program at Melton on Saturday night and as you mentioned uh, brought to uh, by uh, the Victorian Harness Racing Club who uh, sponsors our uh, segment here and we really appreciate their support. They're very excited with the club lounge been open, uh, opening up over the next uh, couple of weeks in May. I think they've got a uh, corporate night on uh, the 6th of uh, May and then, of course, followed up by the members' night on the 13th of May. So it's a great time to be involved with the Victorian Harness Racing Club uh, by buying a social club membership and a club lounge, uh, certainly for those people that have been uh, watching the works in progress, looking spectacular, and it will certainly provide a great uh, new comfort area for uh, anyone heading out to Melton. Rob, the uh, first on a Tenevin card, it's a Maltese-themed night, which is fantastic. So there'll be a bit of Maltese food uh, around on uh, Saturday night at, uh, at Melton. And the first event at 5.32, the Cog Services Vic Bread Pace. Um, we're looking at a, well, it's an even field. I thought it, with the, uh, the barrier draw set up with LB2 Chains and Sand Day, it's certainly evened out the opening event. Yeah, look, it's certainly, uh, it's it's a very tricky race. Uh, Springfield Affair has opened up the favourite for the race. Uh, look, this horse is going really well. Uh, my biggest concern, Barrier 1, look, he's got gate speed. However, when he's drawn Barrier 1, he's not blistering out of the gate. Ghost of Time, who's drawn next to it, has got good gate speed. Bet on the Tiger also drawn three, can come out of the gate. So... Just a little bit worried where the favourite's going to... Uh, I think at worst he'll be probably behind the leader, which is probably not a bad spot, but I was just thought he was a little bit short for mine, so I was prepared to play around him. I thought in a very open race that... Look, I thought four Aussie playboy might be the safe each way bet for the race. Uh, he's going really well. Uh, he's He's got a few tricks uh, as far as whether he, he comes out of the gate. He seems to go better when driven with a sit over to 2200. But I think he's going well, and I'm happy to play him each way, number four, Aussie Playboy. And what I think it's a really tricky race. One Springfield affair from the pole position. Just a little bit worried that he'll get crossed at the start, so he's going to need some luck. And if he does get crossed, eight LB2 chains is certainly going to need his fair share of luck. He's now a third back from a break, an improver. Ghost of Time's got gate speed, could potentially be the leader in the race. And horses uh, that I think that also can't be dismissed here, Hugo Rocks and also Sande, both really good quality horses who I suppose their figure form is way below their best, but you wouldn't be shocked if they bounce back in a race of this calibre. So tricky race for mine, 4182. If I'm playing the early quaddy, I'd be playing wide in the first league. Rob, I liked uh, LB2 chains, notwithstanding it could well be an awkward draw, but I think he's well-placed, and I think he's a good each-way chance. Number eight, eight from one Springfield Affair, three bet on the Tiger, four Aussie Playboy, eight, one, three, and four. The second event is the high-gain trot. Uh, probably three key chances, but you dig into it a little bit. I think you can come up with a few others at, at a bit of value here in the second event. Yeah, again, I think this is a, another tricky race, Dan. Uh, we've got horses that are going really well. Sheepwed Weaver, uh, Roha Koei, Lettuce Trot are all horses that are in good form. And then you look at the, the second row horses next through, Speedy Lover, 
And then you've got the speed horse, Whiz Bang Dan, who's first up. The 1700's interesting. You know, Sheepwed Weaver and Aroha Kohi are both get out nicely, but they can't, you know, really fly to gate. I think Lettuce Trot, who put his best foot forward at Maryborough, he was able to lead there and then hand it up. And I just thought Lettuce Trot might find the pegs first. And Whiz Bang Dan, who's brilliant out of the gate from Barrier 7, I wouldn't be shocked to see him coming across. And it might be a leader behind leader situation where they give a really good sight here. Uh, so I'm tipping five Lettuce Trot on top. I, I like the way he went at Maryborough. And I know he's a very talented trotter if he produces his best. Seven Whiz Bang Dan at value. I think he might run a cheeky race if he can find the top, and I'm certainly not dismissing that happening. Aroha Koei, absolutely flying. Middle draw, he'll push forward. Nine next throughs, a lot fitter. I thought his run first up at Geelong was terrific. And then, of course, two sheet web weavers. So, again, I'll be playing a little bit wide here, looking for a bit of value, but five, seven, four, nine, and two. Yeah, you mentioned five horses' names, and they're, they're my top five as well. Slightly different order. Four, Aroha Koei, five, Lettuce Trot, Two sheet web weaver and nine necks through on the improved looks a bit of uh, value in, at uh, at the price it is uh, at the moment. Four, five, two and nine, Rob, uh, are my selections in race two. The third event on the card is the APG Gold Bullion two-year-old uh, consolation here. Naturally, these horses weren't able to make the final. A lot of them have been beaten by fair margins, but by some pretty smart horses, which in the end makes it a pretty tricky race to try to sort out. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, look, I, I was taken by the run of Karamar Olam uh, at its first start at Melton. I thought chased home two really good horses in Storm Rider and Hammer Dan, and for that reason, I'm using that form line as uh, my process of selection here, and I'm tipping to Karamar Olam from Robert McCartney. does a very good job with his horses, uh, only a small team, but they always perform well. Two Anthony Butt driving here, so I'll tip him on top. From 6, George Street, he's had the two runs. He's certainly had his share of admirers at both of his starts to date. He's been doing a few things uh, not at his best. Uh, he was a bit wayward there at, uh, at at Ararat, but closed late. And then at Melton last start, he was disappointing on face value. I think he can improve. Uh, 4, which is uh, Lone Star Warrior. I like the look of him. He's the son of uh, Lazarus. Chris Venosio will be just bringing him along nicely. I think he can improve. And five on the dark side, who's also a horse that uh, has shown a bit better than what he did at his first start. And I think he can improve as well. But tricky race, two, six, four and five. It is a tricky race. I've got the two on top, Karama Olam here. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the horses, Rob. It's one race where um, as much as I can give a, a set of selections now, which are two, four, three and one, I, I, I think I always feel confident when I'm able to see the horses and particularly such inexperienced horses and you're on Trot's Vision tomorrow night. So that lead up, that 10 minute lead up before that race, I think uh, will be more crucial than, than usual. Early tips are two, four, three and one, but they could swing right around before the start of that race at least from my end anyway uh the fourth event on the program and this is the sulky app uh, the future of form pace um and we might need the future of form pace help over the 1200s they're, they're slowly creeping in um one suggestion rob now that they're slowly creeping in i I know that you've been have uh, mentioned about having a new class system if we were going to regularly run 1200 meter races but I thought um is there any value if we could schedule say a Tuesday night in at Melton 
eight or nine races, all over 1,200, no more than 25-minute gaps, but a whole new uh, rating system. I know it sounds rather grandiose in the, uh, the whole scheme of things, but I just see 1,200-metre races as completely different styles of races. Uh, and instead of the drip feed, which is not a bad thing to uh, bring in, they're being brought in on a metropolitan level. I, I could see a whole... Tuesday night, like a whole uh, race meeting, uh, a season where it could be a Tuesday night, 1,200 metre races with a different class system specific to 1,200 metres. Any thought, any uh, any of your own ideas um, uh, around the 1,200 metre races, even what I just brought up? Uh, Dan, I, look, I, you know, I've put a lot of energy into this over the years and, um, you know, I've always said that this is... Uh, uh, a really good way for harness racing to uh, entrench into the market space, in particular when you're competing against, uh, you know, the greyhound industry. I suppose to get some uh, some airtime on on our product, and in particular to to increase turnover. And the 1,200 metre races for mine are really an integral part for the future of harness racing to uh, to help us build our, uh, our our betting product and in particular airtime. And, you know, it doesn't take much to run these races. And you're, you know, again, I've, you know, advocated this also over the years. I think a separate handicapping system for this type really provides a great opportunity. So, yes, yes, yes to everything you've said. And uh, I've been a, a major advocate uh, in, in wanting this to happen for, for our sport. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, I do like one here each way. Uh, I think this horse is an each way special. I think he's absolutely flying and he will run a great race. And at the moment, he's each way odds and he'll run a great race here. Number five, major, major. Absolutely flying this horse. He's had three runs back from a spell. Uh, no real luck. First up at Ballarat. Thought his run at Cranbourne. It was really solid behind Mr. Hunter, who I think is a very, very good horse. And he went around at Horsham against some really good horses here in our mate Menko and You Beauty. They ran sizzling times. He's a dead set stayer, this horse. The 1200 really is against him in, in many ways. But I think he's the best stayer in the race. And I think each way he'll run a mighty race here and happy to play him. Uh, number five, Major Major. From nine, We Better Believe It, who's in terrific form, uh, really bursting the win. Matt Craven's team's going well. Two, Wendy's Wish, who's got. Good gate speed should be up on the speed. Uh, and also, of course, horses like uh, 8 Delvey Robin and 1 Seaside Sister are going to have a, get a nice cushy run. But really keen each way here on uh, 5 Major Major. I think we're on a great race. Amazingly, he's had 32 starts for just the three wins. It's obviously not a, a, a great um, winning ratio, but he won his first two starts. So he's actually only won one of his last 30 starts, which is a bit of a worry, but some of that is against the best horses, interest-free, and he's Charlie's angel. I mean, Kafaji's top-line horses, and um, it's probably one of the easier types of races. Now that he's fit, now that he's had some racing back from his bell, one of the easier races for him. Do you see it that way? Oh, no doubt, and I, I, I agree with what, everything you've put forward is correct. His win record isn't great, but, wow, he, he's raced against some really serious horses, and this is not a serious horse race. And I just think if there's a race that he can really stand up and make uh, make a note, this is it. And I think, you know, from you know last time I, I looked at the market, uh, you know, there, there was... Uh, you know, seven dollars, eight dollars up uh, each way value. Um, you know, two fifteen, two twenty. The place. Uh, look, I, I just really like him each way. I, I think he's going to run a mighty race here. 
My I, look, I've put him in my numbers, but I've put uh, the one that was obvious to me was better. We better believe it. I think it's just a horse with a lot more scope. When I looked at the rating of sixty four, I don't really take that much notice of the the class ratings to be truthful. But it surprised me he was so low down. He seems like a horse that should be of a higher level, and I get the impression he will get to a higher level, even though he's been around for a long time. But we better believe it's going well. Number nine uh, to beat two uh, Wendy's Wish, eight Delvey Robin, and and obviously the five with a case that Rob made for Major Major 9, 2, 8 and 5 in race number 4. The fifth event, this is the terrific free-for-all, isn't it? The Tab Golden Rain free-for-all. It's unfortunate that Better Isolate is an early scratching for the race. It doesn't make the race any easier. I think you can make cases for a lot of horses. Oh, there's some very good horses, isn't there, Dan, uh, going around in this race. Uh, look, I've tipped 11 AG's White Sox, uh, just ahead of 10 Supreme Dominator. I'm going uh, through... Uh, the, the, the form line of these horses uh, leading up into this. They've both had a little bit of a freshen up since the Warrigal Cup runs. They both had pretty solid runs in those races and there was only a short half-head separating the two and it wouldn't be surprised if uh, the same uh, margin separates and it could either go the other way. But look, I've gone 11 AG's White Sox. Uh, he seems to have really come to the fore at, at, at a really good time. Uh, and Jess and Greg, Greg's to come back from New Zealand and look, this horse here, I'm expecting to go really well. Ahead of 10, Supreme Dominator. I think they're the main uh, two. I'm really expecting Seb's choice to keep improving. I won't be jumping off him um, after his first up run. And, you know, there's big scope for him to keep improving fitness-wise. And, and 9, Max Delight, who's never too far away. He's been going okay. 11, 10, 7, 9. But, again, you know, you've got to respect many of the runners here. Yeah, for sure. Look, I've just swung around your top two of Supreme Dominator, AG's White Sox. Nothing between them last start. There often isn't. Uh, but 10 from 11. I can make a good case for Let's Rock, Let's Roll, or at least I think I can, Rob. I know he seems one-dimensional, but now he's up against that higher level. I think that pace of the race, or generally what's considered to be a faster class, it can suit him. I, I thought his last run was, was pretty good. He, he didn't really have the clearest of room, but he was still finishing off. Um, he's a bit of an opportunist, but it might be the right sort of race for him. So I've got him in the mix as well, an eight-code Bailey. Um, I, I just put a pen through last start. He was terrific prior if like Captain led and, and tried to lead all the way, Cobate is going to be in the right spot, but even from three back to pegs uh, has got to be considered. So 10, 11, 2 and 8, race 5. We're halfway there, Rob. This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview brought to you by the Victoria Harness Racing Club and uh, we're, we're wrapped that we've had support. We've got sponsors and, and uh, I must admit they, uh, in a way, um, they were queuing up at the door and it was terrific that the Victoria Harness Racing Club were able to come on board and so positive put their hand up and say hey we want to support you guys and your Saturday night harness preview and, and you mentioned that um, the the owner's room is is not far away I've been able to have a look at it from the outside in recently uh, it seems like it's been a long time coming but it's nearly there and it'll give uh, the owners um, from the and the members of the Victoria Harness Racing uh, Club uh, a great opportunity to enjoy nights out at Melton from here on in. Yeah, look, the club have been really proactive and they've really worked hard uh, alongside Harness Racing Victoria and, and uh, of course, the venue to to get this room uh, up and going. It's been uh, a much-needed room and good to see uh, the state government as well uh, fully supporting uh, the project. And, you know, it's a, a combination of uh, a lot of effort and a lot of hard work that's gone into it. And, you know, we're, we're only uh, hopefully just a, a week or two away before everyone can use the facilities. I know uh, throughout the week I'd gone to 
Charlton, uh, you know, calling and, and, you know, even people, you know, from that were at the track came up to me and, and made a mention, you know, oh, the room's nearly ready. And, you know, there's been some really positive energy uh, in the talk around it. So it's a, it's a great thing for, for our industry people and hopefully it will give them a, a, a place to, to, to catch up and, and meet up and, and, and get right involved in, uh, in supporting uh, the, the Victorian Harness Racing Club, a social club membership, $120 or so to, to buy a social club membership. And, you know, again, uh, these, uh, these efforts of, of all our clubs uh, is, is about putting it back into the people and enjoying the sport. So hopefully, you know, for, for many years to come, people are going to really look back and go, wow, this is fantastic for us. Rob, race six is the Ben Stud Standard Reds. Ben Stud have been fantastic in their support of this show as well. What did you say is the scratching number two? It's only a smallish field. I'm, I'm finding it difficult to exclude any horse from being some sort of a winning chance here. Yeah, look, uh, and I think there's going to be some improved runners, uh, improved runs too by, uh, in particular, one horse. But look, uh, three Cobber, top pick. Uh, he, he's had three runs back from a spell. Uh, he's going well enough, and I'm sort of figuring that he's got a good chance of, of pushing forward here and, and maybe even finding the top. But he uh, he, he looks well-placed here, three Cobber. I can really see huge improvement here from number one, Mighty Flying Art, back to 1,700, second up, back with Julie Douglas. I thought his run first up was really good. He was only beaten 15 metres behind District Attorney and La Captain and gets back to his pet distance. He's won 10 from 33, been placed nine other occasions, uh, and I think uh, he's the big big improver here, number one, Mighty Flying Art. I certainly believe eight Finn Frost uh, will get a good trip, three back to pegs, uh, maybe even behind the leader. And if he's in that spot, he becomes a real major threat. And four, just a little sip who's going really well. So it's a really interesting race, this one. Three, I think there's a big improver in the one, eight and four for mine. Look, I've put Cobra on top, um, thinking that he was a better chance of getting to the lead. He should be fit enough now. Um, Mighty Flying Art might look to take the trail, Rob. Um, so I've put Cobra on top, but just a little sip is going terrific. Might have to do it hard. It's Ebony and Ivory can get into a good spot. Finn Frost is the other one that is going so well. And then there's two others in Julia Shadow and Yankee Gold. And Yankee Gold's trialled really well and has gate speed. So um, this is a pretty even lineup. My tips are three, four, five, and 8, but can make a case for all the others that I haven't got in my top four. Race 7 is the dynamic print pace. Now, I'm finding this an intriguing race because when you first look at it, you think, well, Ever Hoping's in great form and has got the good gait. Uh, Arg could not have been more impressive to my eye first up and with his brilliant gait speed and the fact that pull the other leg gets a good gait and likes to lead and then even throw in an outsider into the equation called Vanquish Stride, who I think's got really good claims here as well. Again, smallish field, intriguing race. It's tricky, isn't it? Uh, look, I've gone for two pull the other leg. Uh, I don't know whether that's a really you know good thing to do or not. Um, I'm going to give him one 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 chance, and this is one last chance here. That's back to 1700. I really believe he can find the pegs first, and you know his best form has been over this uh, short course. His trial form leading up to this campaign was all over the shorts at Melton. He was running some really serious times uh, in doing so. I think he'll get across ever hoping, and obviously Arg will come around it and then probably have to face the breeze, I would imagine. But, look, I'll go to the pull the other leg on top. One ever hoping, I think, is a very good horse. Uh, he's 
He can be a little bit funny out of the gate, and Taylor French drives here first time. I mean, we saw him, you know, began badly, and he was out of the draw three runs ago, and he's, he's had a history of it from time to time. So, you know, Taylor being first time behind the horse is going to have to be a little bit careful and probably can't afford to really push him out super hard uh, to go with a horse like pull the other leg. And Seven Arg's going to come across. So, and Magic Mike, as you know, has also uh, got got uh, a little bit of speed out of the gate. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out. But I'll go two one seven. And look, I've put uh, four Jillaby Nitro in for fourth, mainly because of his, you know, form uh, going through. Uh, you know, some uh, some really good horses uh, last time in. But it's uh, this this is a really uh, big step up for him. So uh, uh, fitness wise, but it's a tricky race. Two one seven four for mine. It's a race you can really see that the, the markets change significantly in the last few minutes of betting, Rob. If there's a, a push that ever hoping can hold up, he might sustain his price, but I suspect he'll get out of the market with the potential to be crossed early, um, maybe not just once by Paul the Other Leg, who's already well backed early, but also Arg, who can fly the gate as well. And you made mention of a horse like Agilaby Nitro. He's a very impressive type whenever he parades as well. So I, I think you can make positive of cases about a number of horses here. I've tipped Arg. I thought at the value early on he was tremendous odds. Terrific first up with improvement to come out of it. Seven from two pull the other leg. One ever hoping and number six which is uh, Vanquish Stride. So seven, two, one and six. Race eight is the hip pocket workwear and safety. Castlemaine Vicbred Trot. Um, again, uh, this is a race where you could make cases, I think, for nearly every horse in this race. Hammer's Law, incredibly, for a horse that's been around for so long, I doubt he's ever been in better form. Uh, it was a dominant win last start um, and probably deserves to be the favourite, but I still found it such a tricky last leg of the quaddy. It is a tricky last leg. Uh, look, I've gone seven on top, Sir Patrick, mainly because you know he's very reliable and he never runs a bad race. Mark Hayes doing a fantastic job with him. And uh, look, he, he'll go well. Uh, nine Hammers Law, absolutely flying. Uh, he can't fault his four metre coming into this race. Look, I'm going to give three Royal Charlotte one more chance here. I made an excuse two runs ago. I think that wet track uh, just uh, just didn't go at all. Uh, the horse was really disappointing. Um, she, But she, she went a lot better last time in. So, look, you know, give her one more chance here to run a, a, a cheeky race. And five Ebony's Avenger, who's been in good form. But very tricky race uh, once again. Seven, nine, three and five. I've put the nine Hammers Law on top again from seven Sir Patrick, uh, one Bogarson and five Ebony's Avenger, nine, seven, one and five. And it's one of those races, if you didn't write down your selections, Rob, uh, I'd probably come up with a new set the next time I looked at the race. It's just one of those races which is not so obvious to me, that, but that's good. It creates a lot of value there uh, in, in race number eight for a $20,000 trotting event. Uh, the ninth event is the Garrard's Pace. Uh, a smallish field here for the Mayors. Beach Life was really good first up uh, from a break and should have benefited uh, from that run, Emma Stewart and Karen Manning, to combine. Yeah, another interesting race. Uh, you know, again, I just felt a couple of these favourites were, were under the odds. I've gone for seven Bonnie Bell here on top uh, for Alan McDonough. Bailey McDonough takes the drive. I mean, she's been going, you know, quite well. I mean, she chased home Shay Allen in Cypher, in a very strong race in the Blossom Lady, it was a 70 to 120 
rated uh, race. And then, of course, she won at Hobart to start before that. She has won, you know, five from 17 over the, the, the middle distance, uh, been placed six other occasions. And she gets those conditions here, small feel. So I just thought she was over the odds. Seven, Bonnie Bell. I thought five, Inch and Cena was another one that's over the odds. I think she's been working up to uh, getting back into a close or to, to a win. And I think this is a good race for her to, to really run a mighty race. Six Beach Life, who, again, as you mentioned, won well first up, quality horse, gets up to the distance, middle distance, which obviously is probably not her ideal distance, but I thought she was just a little bit under the value. Same with said about four non-pareil, who steps up in grade. One Illawong Awesome continues to improve all the time. But look, seven and five, I thought both presented value here from six and four. I've put Nom Pareil on top, number four, uh, to bounce back from uh, from last time. Six Beach Life, obviously the hardest to beat. Three Heavenly Charm, one Illawong Awesome, so four, six, three and one. The last event is the Allied Express Pace, scratching the emergency banks of the Murray. Gee, looks a good race for Stir Me Up. Yeah, I made him my best bet of the night, uh, Dan. I, I thought this is his race uh, to lose. Uh, he, his uh, recent form has been really strong and you know, he's a, he can be a little bit of a thinker at times when he's left out in front by himself. But, uh, look, I, I think this looks a good race for him. So I've tipped him on top. Six, stir me up as uh, the best bet of the night. Ahead of three, Jeremy Wells, who's been racing really well. One, Damasus, who gets a nice draw. And uh, then number eight, Ready the Rock, who's probably going to be much better suited in this class and probably at a bit of value. But six, three, one and eight for mine. I've got uh, Stir Me Up on top. It, it just looks his race, doesn't it? Three uh, is Jeremy Wells, can run well again. Eight ready to rock. And I thought even our Madiba had a chance of getting to the top four. It'll be big odds, but uh, perhaps at the value uh, to uh, uh, to go into your trifecta's first fours. But six pretty much picks himself Stir Me Up. Six, three, eight, and nine. Okay, let's have a look at the best bets on the program, Rob. Yeah, brought to you by VHRC, the Victorian Harness Racing Club, best bet race 10, number six, stir me up. I thought my best each way for the night was race four, number five, major, major. And my best roughie is in race six, number one, mighty flying art. And I've got each way best bets, race one, number eight, LB2 chains, and race seven, number seven, ARG. And I think at a bit of value that Let's Rock, Let's Roll might be worth the dollar a win, $4 a place ratio type of a bet. Uh, that's the look at Melton. You'll be with us for Trot's Vision hosting, uh, Jason Bonington and myself, 5.32, the first event for the COG Services Vic Bread Pace at Melton Robin. There's no harness racing on Sunday. It's Gordon Rothiker medal night, so that's why there's no meeting on. But on Monday, there are two meetings, a day meeting at Hamilton and a night meeting at Swan Hill. Looking forward to it, Dan. It'll be a fantastic weekend uh, and look forward to uh, catching up with you on Trot's Vision on Saturday night. Happy harnessing, everyone.